You are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, twoheelsandaface.com. <laughs> era, era, two heels in a face. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. I clearly, if you hear my voice up top, that is because Charlie is not here. He's not introducing the show. But I have a special guest. Um, the godfather of Chicago's professional wrestling scene. Um, but I am going to talk to uh, James Camioni first, and then we'll talk to James Russo. The the non-fun um, one. Got it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you've. You've definitely had your hands full. Um, I mean, I would say in the last couple of months, but in reality, it's been a handful of months that you've been running shows back to back, packed houses. So congrats on that. It's lovely Thank to see you. the Logan Square Auditorium fully packed to the gills once again, just like we left it, you know, pre-pandemic. Um, and that goes to say that, you know, I mean, this last show you had, there was um, obviously, you know, the big attraction there was not Mick Foley was the storyline that you guys were telling that, you know, Mick Foley was just a, a cherry on top, I think, personally. Um, but it was, it was it was again, super cool to, to see those. Um, I had to see it virtually. I, I could not make it out to the show. Um, but again, it, it felt it felt good. How did you feel after that show and going into that show? Uh, going in, stressed out, uh, hoping everything came off the way we wanted it to. Um, just coordinating everything was somewhat, I wouldn't say difficult, but it, it was uh, it was stressful. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then coming out of it, sense of relief. Hell yes, we pulled it off. Nobody saw the the, what happened coming um, not at all and, and that was the that was the big thing was okay everyone okay Mick Foley's a special guest referee all right well we know what Mick Foley's gonna do and when the idea was brought to my attention I'm like we have to do something that no one's gonna see coming we have to if, if we do just the the paint by numbers oh mr sacco happy mcfoley have a nice day you know mm -hmm. no let's not do that let let's let let's try to piss people off with what foley's gonna do and it worked i mean the big f you foley chant was mind-boggling even you could see on his face he's like whoa is this really happening right now <laughs> he was kind of shocked too that like that was happening uh, so what we were going for paid off. It, it was a great, great moment in freelance wrestling history. 100%. Um, you know, but b before we get into this show, um, let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit about what you've been up to. Um, before we hit record, you know, we, we talked about Funko Pops and, 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 you know, I definitely have stopped buying Funkos, uh, mainly because we're, you know, doing some house cleaning here and putting stuff in storage units. And then I 
I don't have the heart to buy them and put them in boxes and, and, and store them away like that. Um, so that's been primarily why. But uh, you were telling me about some acquisitions you got. Oh, yeah. Which uh, they announced today. Yeah. yeah, they announced today that they were finally going to release a Soprano series of Funko Pops with a, a Funko exclusive and a Amazon exclusive that um i just couldn't pass up uh the sopranos which you know the character right now is kind of my character at least right now that's kind of what i'm trying to tell trying to push towards is being like a tony soprano where no i'm, I'm the boss I, i'm the godfather uh so me and the wife we just actually finished watching the soprano series so was that a rewatch or for the first time it. this was me finishing it for the first time we had started it back in like 2016 17 and then we just stopped for whatever reason and then it went on hbo max and finally uh we were able to crank them out over the last couple months in between availability of me being around and Mm-hmm. not being exhausted and her <laughs> not being exhausted from her job. And uh, so we finally cranked it out. And obviously the end of the, the series is very like, what the hell's going on? So um, yeah, they're, 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 here comes six brand new Funko Pops, Christopher, two Tonys, Polly Walnuts, Sill and Carmela. And, and the reason I wanted to talk about those is exactly that, right? Like, I was trying to figure out, was there any, um, I mean, it's not, not no coincidence, like, where, where you're pulling, you know, some of the the James Russo things. Like, you've kind of always kind of portrayed that, but now, like, really holding, you know, as, as, as was stated in the promo, right? Now you're holding the keys to Chicago's wrestling, talking about freelance and freelance underground and, and, and really pushing that that story forward. Um, and we'll, we'll get there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. excited to, to, to talk about that. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that, that just in itself, again, we talk about twists and turns and where do we go from certain, certain, um, stories and, and just seeing how that's all developing super, super cool. Um, just from, you know, the freelance faithful eye, but you, you had the show freelance cheap pop that took place Friday, August 5th, um, at the Logan square auditorium. And you kick things off with the return of Craig Mitchell. The long-awaited return of Craig Mitchell. <laughs> long-awaited, for sure. And was was he part of a – it was a six-man scramble, right? Yeah, six-man. Six-person. Six yeah, six-person scramble. You, you probably will never see anything over six anymore. So, <laughs> Okay. Hey, that, that number works. Uh <laughs> It was, it was a, uh, a great match. So we had Bucky Collins versus Craig Mitchell versus Devon Monroe versus Ethan Price versus Angel Scalera versus Coda Hernandez. And like we said, like the the big thing here was Craig's return. Um, before he left, we we were seeing him in main events. We were seeing him in that, um, you know, ideal spot where, you know, it's the match before um, intermission where it kind of like you definitely need a break after after seeing such a match. And now he comes in in the scramble. And it, it just feels like he's working his way back to uh, up to the top. Like he's starting from scratch. 
Yes. Um, you know, months and months of layoff. Uh, last time we saw Craig Mitchell, he blew out his ankle, his uh, the Achilles, actually. And he was against Brian Keith, who, man, has that guy become a second city son, essentially. <laughs> um, so the last time we saw Craig, he was, you're right, he was in that 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 prominent role. He finals against Robert Anthony for the Freelance World title. Legacy championship match, I believe. No, no, he wasn't legacy champ yet, but high profile match with Brian Keith. And, you know, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately for Craig, you know, the, the wheel keeps spinning, the, the, the machine keeps going along and people passed him up and, you know, bringing him back it was obvious something we had to do. Uh, we, we missed Craig. Craig, Craig is, a very important part of freelance wrestling and, and its history and you know day one he's a day one guy and we don't really have that many day ones roaming around anymore so bringing craig back was definitely a high priority he said hey i don't know what i could give you but i want to come back and all right well scramble work for you He's like, that's the perfect spot for me to prove that I still belong in the top echelon of freelance wrestling. All right, dude, here's your spot. Go back and earn your rightful place at the top. And uh, he didn't disappoint. Yeah, 100%. And the crowd embraced them like always. So it was it was good to see. It was a good feel. And also it was a, it's a great match once again. And he he walked away with the victory. So hopefully this means that we're in a, in a trajectory here where where he's, you know, Definitely proving himself once again and, and, and seeing him climb back to the top. Um, we also had um, Effie. Effie comes back after a long absence also at Freelance. Um, Effie against uh, Jossie. Yes. I, I, I mean, I, we've seen Jossie before. Um, and I think, I can't remember when was his last time at, at Freelance, but I guess... Um, it was the I'm month. Sure. I believe it was the month before. Uh, he was in the what, scramble match. It? That's right. Okay, because when I think of Jossie, I think of that incident where he he got literally knocked out, right? And you know, now seeing him against Effie and putting the type of match that they put together here, um, you know, Jossie, you know, going toe to toe with Effie, not just you know in the wrestling aspect, but in the antics as well. Yes. Um, like really putting on a show, a, you know, a different feel um, for the match that matches that were on the card for sure. Definitely. Effie. Effie has grown to be a freelance staple as well. So having him around as much as we possibly can, the man is extremely busy with everything he's got going on at the time. He was GCW tag champ, I believe still. Uh, they have since lost those, but Effie's a very, very busy man. We love having him around. Ja, this is the first time we've got to see Ja in a singles match. Um, he's been back two or three times to freelance, but he's been in scrambles. So giving him the opportunity to to see what he can do singles in front of the freelance audience was something that we definitely wanted to do. So I'm I'm glad that uh, it was against Effie, and, and, and yeah, it was surely entertaining. For sure. Um, and then we also had Derbin, uh, Derbin Corbin versus Kylie Ray. Yes. Right. Uh, Darren Corbin accompanied the by match years, in the, years in the making. 
Really? Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, it's just, it's something that they both wanted for years and it just never matched up, never matched up, never matched up. We finally had the opportunity to put it on, on the show. Uh, both were extremely excited about it. Um, both wanted it. And unfortunately we didn't get necessarily the, the, the ending that we would have hoped for, uh, whether it actually be Kylie Ray or Darren Corbin our good buddy Alfonso Gonzalez decided to interrupt, interfere, and cost Kylie the match. Yeah, with uh, with that uh, good old Eddie trick, uh, you know, making it seem like Kylie used that chair. And, you know, let, let's not discredit or forget about Bucky Collins, right, with his uh, Jurassic Park attire. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely, you know, doing his his part in, in getting involved there. But... um. But yeah, this this match ends up in a DQ. Um, Corbin walks away with the win, but it doesn't feel like there's a conclusion there to that to the ending of that match. But definitely, also once again, that Kylie and Alfonso Gonzalez uh, storyline progresses from here, and, and and we'll see where you know where we end up seeing both of them again. Um, definitely, Alfonso Gonzalez has has a thing there where he he's getting heavily involved and just messing around with Kylie. So we'll see where that goes. And then, so then we have James Russo bringing in project Monix. Um, you know, this, this partnership that, you know, definitely brings some, some, uh, a different look and feel to, to project Monix, right? We, we know, you know, how much we dislike them here, but, you know, James Russo taking the mic and, and really cutting, you know, a promo definitely like like I, I was digging it. I was digging it. Um I'm like it was was, was James Russo wrong? Did, did, did James Russo <laughs> necessarily say anything that was not true? Took a few shots out there. Uh the ace and queen of freelance setting up there, not doing anything about it. Um you know, and, and also this is the the first time that James Russo makes an appearance at Freelance Wrestling. Yes, um, and, and James Camioni was extremely nervous, shaking. Legs were weak. Like it was literally an Eminem song. Um, <laughs> Mom spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, one shot, one opportunity. Sees everything you've ever wanted, <laughs> and you know for eight years. It was it was a dream, it, and it seemed as it wasn't obtainable uh, for whatever reason. It, the timing wasn't right, or the ideas weren't right, or you know, at the, at the beginning of freelance, I was offered an opportunity, like first shirt, first show ever, and I turned it down. I was like, ah, let's wait, let's see, let's see what we can make. Let's let's not rush something. Let's not do this because I'm your friend. Let's 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 do this when something feels right. And then you know there was there was a couple ideas that popped up. Um, one that I was really I felt real strong about, and you know just it never materialized. And you know seven years later, find out that it wasn't Nick Nick's who was saying no. Uh, it was the other party, and it is what it is. But. Here we are, eight years later, debut at 
you know, the first show after the anniversary show, Mick Foley's on the show. And, you know, it, it to James came the other person, it was a dream come true. Uh, to James Russo, it was long, long overdue. Mm-hmm. Um, James Russo has a chip on his shoulder, just like Project Monix does. And Project Monix throughout everything saw that James Russo needed this moment and needed to be shown that he was a somebody too, just like Project Monix was, where a lot of people just pushed James Russo aside. And now the unholy duo is together and who knows what the hell we're going to do. Uh, I got to say the, the, the red and, 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 and black combination there in your outfit uh, with the green, like it really pops. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, you know, that that's what I, <laughs> I look at when I look at, you know, presentation itself. Um, Cause I also noticed, and we'll talk about, you know, the freelance underground show there. You're wearing, I believe black with hints of red. Um. Yeah. So again, you know, little details here and there, but um, was this match supposed to be always Dan the Dead, or was it? Or yeah. Dan the Dead was her, yeah. No, it was, it like, was always okay. Project Monarchs versus Dan the Dead, um, which was a match that was supposed to happen before uh, elsewhere, and for some reason mm-hmm. it, it just it fell apart. And uh, you know, what's one place's loss is another person's gain. Uh, Dan the Dead. <laughs> super super loved by the freelance audience so yep why wouldn't project Monix and james russo want to stick a stake in the heart of basically one of the people that kind of replaced project Monix in in their hearts when he never did anything wrong to the freelance audience in the first place trying to get his that's a problem i don't i don't understand well, what was wrong? Explain to us why. Why did Monix decide to wrestle with his bare ass for so goddamn long? Hey, uh, I, the last person we saw that uh, was I Candy Elliot. Uh, <laughs> and before that, Ric Flair, maybe. Um, I. It must not have been too windy. I mean, <laughs> it was perfect. It, let, let's give credit where credit's due. Perfectly bronzed. Okay, Perfectly yeah. bronzed butt. Uh, well, clearly, Monix has been putting work in the gym. You you could see you could see the muscularity of the gluteus maximus, but uh, <laughs> finally he I think realized oh it's a bit breezy and uh, yanked up his pants. Blame Dan the Dad. Dan the Dad did it. He pulled his pants down. Right, right, right. Definitely took advantage and, and got a spank in here and there. But uh, ultimately, uh, Monix walks away with the win here. And uh, and and now, you know, we're seeing like picking up wins, collecting wins, um, seeing where that that's going to take us. Um, you know, but definitely like th- this combination of uh, James Russo and Monix are definitely uh, something to to keep an eye on. You're going to see a different side of Monix now. Ooh violent in not caring anymore he he cared he cared too much then he cared not enough and now he doesn't care at all and and anybody who does not care it's a scary situation 
He's definitely been throwing cautious to the wind, caution to the wind lately, um, especially in that match uh, in freelance on the ground. We'll talk about that, like I said. Um, but coming up, we had uh, the legacy title match. Brian Keith with Matt Nix versus Coco Lane and Trevor Outlaw. Trevor Outlaw also, I don't know if he's ready for action or he's just being careful, but definitely uh, getting some, uh, getting to be seen by the freelance crowd by uh, accompanying Coco Lane. Yeah, he he hasn't been cleared for for uh, an actual in-ring wrestling match. Um, he keeps teasing that he's that that he may or may not be ready soon, maybe later. Who knows? Um, but Co- Coco Lane earned an opportunity by beating Matt Nix. Brian Keith's not one to say no. He, and, he's a defending this champ. One up for me, uh, Coco Lane is, was formerly Cody Lane. Is yeah. Right? Um, after his appearance on AEW, he he he's like start he's like call me coco okay okay i'm not gonna argue with the man uh he wants to be known as coco he's coco now <laughs> okay okay um and but once, once again time, brian keith oh uh, go ahead once upon a time AEW had a cody so so he's cody coco. no more he's coco now got it. <laughs> got it um but yeah once again brian keith uh unstoppable Definitely, like you said, he's he's becoming a a staple here and, and just running through people. So he picks up the win here and re- retains the title. The uh, legacy which, championship, you know, the legacy championship deserves a champion like this. Um, the legacy title, you know, the no disrespect to previous champions, but you know, Robert Anthony won it in twenty twenty at the collective defended it one time at the beginning of 2021 for secret stash and didn't have to defend it anytime after that. And then he was trying to, you know, he opened his mouth, said, I'll defend both. And, you know, the legacy championship deserves focus, not split focus. Effie because of the pandemic didn't really have the opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. To defend and before that you know i candy elliott was the first champion and he spent most of his time battling effie so now here's brian keith who's by far one of the hottest talents on the independent scene right now all over the country uh different matchups giving it his all defending the championship in my opinion putting on absolute bangers with whomever he's in the ring with and the legacy title is now getting the the proper the proper visual the proper respect that it does deserve yeah i gotta agree with that with that um you know single focus on and and having these matches really solidifying what the title means what it is because it is you know a couple years old and obviously counting pandemic there in the middle but um, having Brian Keith carry it and and defending it like he is definitely puts um, puts that title into in perspective and and to show you who you know who you got to go up against if you go if you want to be the champ. 
collecting bounty bounties. <laughs> exactly. You put you you put the name on you put the name on the poster. He collects, and he doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon. So, um, definitely, definitely ha- proud to have Brian Keith coming to Chicago as much as humanly possible and representing freelance wrestling as the Legacy Champion. Yep. And moving on here, we have the World Tag Team Title Match: the Bang Bros, August Matthews and Davy Bang. Uh, up against Mark Wheeler and Evan Greenway. Yes. Um. I mean, where after this match, you know, uh, Bang Bros having those titles. I I don't know where we go from here. It feels like the Bang Bros have have been you know running through any tag team that that comes their way. Well, I mean that was their first title defense, and it was it wasn't even against their original opponents. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, Laney Luck and GPA had a scheduling conflict that arose out of nowhere. Um, they contacted us, so they couldn't make it. We found uh, Mark Wheeler and Taylor Rising, and then Taylor Rising got hurt. So, right, that's right. Uh, man, Evan Greenaway was a was a was a Mark Wheeler going. Trust me. You're not going to be disappointed, okay? And he didn't disappoint um, at all whatsoever. Uh, talented, super talented. Another Canadian, a Canadian wrestler who's super talented. Um, definitely glad that Mark Wheeler gave the suggestion, and uh, definitely plan on having him back in, uh, in the future. Uh, Bang Bros. That was their first title defense. Their fr- first freelance. Tag team title defense. I can uh, no. I'm sorry. It was their second. They did defend them at the uh, Emporium on the 30th of uh, August. Okay. So, uh, and now you know they have another title defense. You asked where do they go? Well, they march right into Emporium on nine one, and they defend against Effie and Alley Catch. So you know the, the, the opponents are just going to get tougher. Uh, you know after that, if they're still champs. I know who their next challengers are. Am I going to tell you? No. <laughs> um, but I know who the next challengers are. And it's just going to keep getting more and more challenging for them. Uh, young, young, awesome tag team. Uh, very proud of them for, you know, starting out being nobodies. And now they're starting to finally get some recognition as being one of the better tag teams on the independent scene. So. Uh, nothing but upwards for the Bang Bros overall. Now we just got to work on a new team name uh, as to not run into That's any. That's more uh, marketable. <laughs> more, uh, well, not even necessarily more marketable because uh, Bang Bros is marketable. It's just that it's uh, already belongs to somebody else. So um, right. now we just got to figure out where, where do the Bang Bros go with, with their name from here. Okay. I mean, so you can start googling them. <laughs> yeah, rebranding is uh, can be tough at times, but uh, definitely something to to keep an eye on and see what you know what they come up with. Um, so now we ha- we are you know at the main event, as we stated before. In this case, uh, Mick Foley showing up as a special referee. Um, we have Storm Grayson, who's 
the champ at this point going up against Robert Anthony. Obviously, Frank the Clown tags along with Robert. And boy, oh boy, does Kirby take the mic and really entertain the crowd here and redoing his um, uh, his uh, announcing for uh, Robert Ego Anthony as he has made him done it in the past over and over. Um, he definitely handed it to him here. And I thought that was extremely entertaining. I was not expecting that. Another layer to, to this storyline, right? Even with Kirby, um, you know, tying in several, you know, offenses from, from Mr. Robert Ego Anthony here. Yeah. I, I mean, think about it. How many people has Robert Anthony pissed off? And Frank the Clown. How many people have they pissed off over the last few years they've been together um and then after he won the title the things that they would make kirby do and constantly make him announce them over and over again and adding things that 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 weren't necessarily true but they deemed true and here was kirby's opportunity he's not the champ they have no position of power so you know kirby had mick foley standing there and Kirby had some uh, some testicular fortitude and assumed, as we all, as anybody would have, that Mick Foley would have uh, protected him. And as we found out, that probably wasn't going to be the case. And Frank and Rob were just scared of Kirby. <laughs> and and Foley also lets us know, right? He's not down to uh, you know get to the mat and you know do you know all these false finishes and. He's not going to be, you know, pinning every single um, pinfall. So pick him, choose him, choose him wisely. And then this match, at this point, does it get turned into a match? Um, false content, not false content anywhere, but just anything goes, right? Yeah. That was, uh, that was the made, original intent. That, no, that was made by Mick Foley. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Mick Foley wanted that stipulation added to the match. Uh, and, and usually when a WWE Hall of Famer asks for something, you don't say no. So when he arrived, he asked, he, and this is legit, he legitimately asked for that match to just be anything goes. I got to ask, who kept that, uh, or, well, who made and then who kept the referee shirt? Um, so here, you get a little bit of an exclusive. Um, Franklin T. Clown made the okay. shirt, uh, along with his uh, better half. She did the stripes, and Franklin did the uh, the freelance logo on the pocket. Uh-huh. And uh, and the shirt, um, here's your exclusive. The shirt actually we have. Mick Foley has autographed it, and we will be raffling or auctioning it off at some point uh with 100 of the proceeds being given to saint jude's uh as part of the wrestling for a cure initiative that uh the freelance brand has joined uh that we uh won the top promotion we raised the most money and we definitely want to do that again uh we we and by we i mean me i love the trophy so (laughs) and and like that um in all honesty, raising money for the kids is, is great. I've lost uh, two friends over the last 
seven years, uh, one to colon cancer and uh, my best friend since I was a little kid, uh, since I was seven years old. I lost him last year, uh, November 19th to uh, double lung and uh, pelvic cancer. So this, this, this hits home for me. Um, you know, Nick knew that and Nick agreed to, to allow freelance to be a part of it overall not just underground mm-hmm. but freelance wrestling itself so we had asked if he wouldn't mind you know autographing it and allowing us to auction it off for uh cancer research for kids for st jude's and he was more than happy to do so so uh, you know thank you to mick foley for doing that for us and we can't wait to see what it you know how much money it raises for st jude's once uh once the new season kicks off Awesome. Well, yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Definitely let us know, um, and we'll definitely promote it. I'm sure that you know, that won't even be necessary. The, you know, there'll be enough people that, you know, knowing that it's for a good cause and uh, not some collectible to have. Um, you know, people are gonna be coming out of the woodwork for that. So it's one of one. Um, I mean, and that's yep. the thing. Like, you know, I, I'm I I wouldn't doubt if WWE at one point sold replica Mick Foley referee T-shirts at some or button-ups at some mm-hmm. point but this this is one of one this here look frank the clown drew the logo noel fully drew the stripes mick foley wore it and signed it i mean you know lover lover hate frank 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 the clown was born on wwe television and on the wwe network he's legitimately with noel foley mick foley's daughter she put time and effort into the stripes everybody knows who noel is now so mm-hmm. you know it's really one of one it is hand hand drawn so uh you know and all proceeds 100 percent. nothing goes to us and, and and i need to stress that nothing will go to freelance or freelance underground or james or nick or anyone else involved in management um it will 100 percent go to uh jude's children's hospital so awesome well that's that's great to see that you know um freelance as a whole um you know supports causes like this and and in this case it's a great opportunity to once again make a a substantial contribution so again let us know when that information gets out there and we'll make sure to share it and i will make an attempt at that <laughs> that auction we'll see how far that gets me um there is one other piece of uh one other piece that was in that match um that was signed autographed and given to somebody and that was Sako. and you know as a surprise uh they gave that to storm so that was really oh. cool Storm, oh, that, storm, storm, storm had that story about you know yeah. Nick Foley there being his shirt, his a shirt and an action figure, like the first thing wrestling things he had, right? As a kid. And his mother was a massive Mick Foley dude love fan. Um mm-hmm. so to have that that memorabilia, I mean, first off to have Mick Foley even involved in one of your matches, and now here now you have Sako that was drawn by him that was in your mouth <laughs> yeah and, and it's it's yours he autographed it and you know 
here, thank you. Here's a little surprise for you. So well, that that's cool. But let's talk about Storm. You know, he he carried that title for a month. Yeah. Right. Um definitely was a, a, a feel good moment for the crowd when he won. Um us as fans, we were excited to see him grab that carried title it for a month and defended it equal to or more than Robert Anthony did in six months, five months, six months, no, six months. You may not have seen the, the matches. They haven't been posted yet. Uh, they are there. They're going to be released, but he did defend it against Jake something uh, at Emporium. Emporium, yeah. Yep. He defended it against Chico Suave. He defended it against Alfonso Gonzalez. Where did these matches happen? Those happened at Hassas Expo. Ah. Uh, and he defended it against Gunner Brave. Uh, all successful de- title defenses. But he did defend the belt four times, which is, I think, the same amount, if not less, than Robert Anthony did in six months. Storm did it in a month and a half. So there you go. I mean, we knew he was a champion. We, you know, like he he defended it more than you know we we saw at the Logan Square Auditorium. But um, what's what's next for Storm? Like, the, does does he chase the title more? Does does he? I mean, because I think this definitely puts again when when we spoke to him, you know, and and we talked about. Like yeah, this for us like like I see um, freelance needing this babyface to take the title away from from uh from ego like who would that be and and you know in the there in the alley during intermission is like it has to be storm like if it's now it's it's now or never type of thing but right. also we wanted to see storm get on the mic and get more comfortable cutting promos and seeing more personality out of him which he slowly started doing you know. Dead he's still night. a work in progress. He's exactly. still a work in progress. Right. There's there's still so much room for him to progress, but within that progression, he's proven that he's he is a champion. He's wor- he's worthy of, of of carrying a belt. Um, so I just hope to see more of that as as we progress, as yeah. the months come, and 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 you know, see him cutting promos and not just in the middle of the ring, but outside of the ring, and mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the matches aren't stopping for for Storm. Nine um, one, mm-hmm. he's wrestling Tony Deppen at Emporium. I mean, geez, Tony Deppen is a massive name on the Indies. He former Ring of Honor Television Champion. Uh, so I mean, that, that that's still big opportunity for Storm. Uh, once again, I know it's going down on the twenty third. Uh, another massive opportunity for Storm Grayson. Um, is it over with with ego? Is it over with Rob? Can't be. He's a champ. He defended it. Doesn't he get a rematch? He wasn't a one and done. So, right. I mean, the rematch has to happen, right? I mean, t- Rob has to give him a rematch. He can't duck and dodge him forever. He has to eventually give him a rematch. And who knows? what or how that rematch may so this isn't the last you've seen of big time grayson <laughs> no i just you know i i 
for sure. I mean, I, I know he's going to be in the scene, you know, um, but yeah, like I, I want his character to progress and to give us a little more so we can keep holding on to to that um, Storm Grayson that, that we've been seeing develop. So, well, one um, thing, one mm-hmm. thing that um, myself and Isaiah really wanted to, to develop is baby faces. Because in in all honesty, one, maybe two, right, big time baby faces over the last five years. I mean, Craig, Craig's been a start and stop because of injury. Kylie Ray was by far the biggest baby face that Freelance had seen at the time. But you can't always depend on one or two people like look at the John. It's almost like the John Cena effect. Like mm-hmm. people got sick and tired of seeing John Cena. Do I think people will be sick and tired of seeing Kylie Ray? Absolutely not. She's so. Chicago's <laughs> favorite, Chicago's favorite daughter. But you know, why continually have to go and to Kylie and go, Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah. So we need you to basically carry the entire load of freelance wrestling because the crowd loves you. Or we could take this time to go. Okay. Well, we got Kylie. Let's let's let, let's let Kylie not have to be the, the the bearer of the load. Let's try to get these other people to connect with the fans where the fans are like, Oh shit, we like this person too. And this person and this person and this person, just in case, you know, who knows Kylie say Kylie gets signed again. She's gone. Yeah. And then, you know, Oh, it's not fair to Kylie's have to depend on her either. So now, you know, the crowd got behind storm crowd still behind Craig, Brian Keith, um, you know, the crowds coming around. It was coming around. Definitely came around to the bang bros. Definitely came around to the Bang Bros. They were nobodies, and you know, we when we started up freelance last at, at the end of last year, Bang Bros. A lot of people knew who they were because of their work they were doing at, you know, at Underground, because that's mm-hmm. where you got yeah. to see the Bang Bros. Really, they weren't getting those opportunities at freelance. They started to at the end of twenty one. So now they're massively loved by the fans. You, you, you've, you've got Angel Escalara, the crowd love him. Dan the Dad, can't forget about Dan the Dad. Dan the Dad is by, by far beloved by that crowd. He definitely top three, <laughs> most loved. Effie, F, Effie, if I had to do an order, Effie's number one. Based on crowd reaction and, and just... The way things are, mm-hmm. Effie, the, the crowd is all about Effie, all about Dan the Dad, Kylie Ray, Craig Mitchell, the Bang Bros, Brian Keith, like Storm Grayson. Like, we're starting to develop more people that the crowd could actually get behind as opposed to. So, when's Kylie Ray going to show up? Because that's the only reason we're really here. Right. Does yeah, that make, no, and that makes sense. That yeah, totally. And, and especially, or, or am I just blowing smoke up my own ass? <laughs> no, it, it that's that's the exact same conversation we you know that that I was referencing to with with, with Charlie at um uh, at the last show right uh, during intermission. It's like we came to the point where it's like you know 
where where are the the, the baby faces here with, with freelance? Like who who do we see in that in that in that top slot right now? And it made perfect sense that it was Storm. Like we, you know, he's proven himself over the years. And and also I'm like, if you know, freelance also has the academy there, right? So let's let's grow these students that are putting in the work because you see them everywhere, right? Um, Starting whether to, they're yes. behind this, what was that? Uh, you're definitely starting to see them outside of the freelance bubble, which right is outside of the bubble. But even nice. you know, and we've talked about other events that that we will go to, and and they're helping you know put up the ring, set up the ring, you know, tearing things down, whatever they need. So they're they're you know paying their dues and such, but also, you know, within the freelance umbrella, getting to know these characters that are homegrown. Um, it's 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 pretty cool to see, and and again, um. It all has to do with with timing, also, right? When is the right time to to really, you know, put certain people in in, in these matches? And and I think um, again, with with Storm, it, it was it felt right. It, it, that's why the whole crowd was able to to embrace that moment along with him. It was make or break. It, th- this last year was make or break for Storm Grayson. Um, if the crowd didn't get into him. Okay, so yeah, maybe we could throw you heel, but right now heel is so oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of place you'll have as a heel. No, but okay, here, here's make or break for you in Chicago. Essentially, you know, you're 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 26 going on 27. You've had a bunch of start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, starts because of your shoulders. Here's your opportunity. It's on, it's on you now. We're giving you the platform. It's on you. And he he succeeded. Um, and, and like you were saying about the students too. Yeah, the Freelance Wrestling Academy is pumping out students. There's like six or eight that could go now. And we don't even have 100. We don't have six or eight spots for them mm-hmm. to wrestle every show. Um, and then there's still, you know, I think currently there's like 50 registered students. Oh, wow. So... And, all, and eight are currently wrestling mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. We're not going to have, you know, 30 or 42 more spots. So. And now you're it's limiting. Make break. It's make or break six. for them. Yeah. And we're not going to go over <laughs> six. It, well, I mean, let, let's be honest. I'm just giving you a hard time, uh, but here, yeah. Yeah, I know. Here comes, <laughs> here comes the nine man scramble now, right? Uh, don't oversaturate the show. Let, yeah. let, you know, I had a conversation with a mutual friend of ours. Um, he's my my fan perspective, and he 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 always ends up going, I, I you know, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but and I'm like, no, no, I know you're not trying to be mean. You're giving me your fan your 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 fans perspective of the the shows and the booking and the matches, and if you find if it gets you after working forty hours a week, fifty hour forty fifty hours a week. Mm-hmm. Will this make you come out after working those hours and drive to Logan Square, sit for two, two and a half hours, and then have to drive home again? And he's been saying no lately. And he's been saying no lately. And he goes, he goes, but my opinion doesn't really mean shit. And I'm like, why do you say that? He's like, you just packed 450 people into a building with what you're putting together. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's like, and you sold out the month before. I was like, yeah. He's like, so my opinion doesn't mean anything. I'm like, no, your opinion still means something. What you're watching at home still, I know you are. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, and the reason why I brought that up is about the students and, and what you said, and I appreciate what you said. Your start, you are taking it as, okay, we got to get to know these people. Whereas there is another, another side to that of, well, I don't know this person, so how am I supposed to get excited about seeing them? Give them a chance. Don't automatically dislike it because they're not, because they're wrestling somebody you want to see wrestle somebody else. Don't, don't be that person. I understand why you are. You like what you like. But give these people an opportunity to show you that, hey, I bet you like me, or I bet you you're going to despise me because I'm a heel. Give an opportunity. And I, I appreciate the fact that you, you and uh, Charlie both have done that. Um, it's not the easiest thing to do when you're accustomed to certain things going a certain way to go, oh, I don't know these people. I really don't care versus, oh, I don't know these people. Well, let me see mm -hmm. if I should give a damn about them. And you're going, oh. Well, that's the thing, right? When you're, when you're building a brand or when you have a brand like freelance and, and now even content, you know, is being put on YouTube regarding the, the freelance academy. Yes. Right. And and then having Storm tell his story that he came from, the, you know, he did his time at the Freelance Academy or or Escalera talking about his time there. Right. And and now people know them. So they're kind of like now they're ambassadors for that brand, like it or not, the Bang Bros. Right. So now anybody that's going to come through that, you know, Freelance Academy, now they have to kind of step up their game. So right. so that brand can can keep building up. And, you know, and, and that's how the, the talent gets known. Because, yeah, a and lot the of kids the are told, like, yeah, exactly. And, and the new students are told, like, you're not guaranteed a, a spot on the shows, even when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Even when we deem you ready, do not think that you're, auto oh, okay, well, I'm training at the Freelance Wrestling Academy, so I'm going to be on Freelance Wrestling. No, you're not guaranteed that opportunity. You have to not only want to do the work, you you also have to want to show us why you deserve to be on the shows over 30 other people. Mm -hmm. Or even big thousands of people out there right now that are emailing and sending messages that we're going, sorry, we're not interested at this time. Why should we be interested in you? Put something together that makes us interested in you. Oh, you could do cool moves? Guess what? There's hundreds of people just like you that could do cool moves. Why should we care about your cool moves over this person's cool moves? So, you know, it it it, it is for it's a brand ambassador, like you said, uh, for the, at least for the academy. Mm -hmm. But we we do not lie and go, don't worry, you'll be on the freelance wrestling show. No, you gotta earn it. You got you you have to earn it, you have to have the right attitude, you have to you ha you have to want it and do everything possible in the right way to get it. <sighs> All right. Well, <laughs> enough of the freelance academy there. Um, but but yeah, it, it is true. Again, no, no, no. It's it, it's all good stuff because it also allows, like like you said, like sometimes you just don't need all that story. You just need to give people a chance. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but so that was freelance cheap pop from August fifth. Your next show for freelance is this upcoming Thursday, uh, September first. 
Um, and yes. it is Plexum. Colcabana, or we're going to Plexum, right? That's a yeah, full like, name. Like, we're going to wreck them. We're going to Plexum. <laughs> So it, it's a spin on, you know, with the Emporium shows, we've been trying to do um, game related or some kind of game relation. Uh, uh-huh. So this one is uh, Wreck-It Ralph. And uh, Cole Cabana is making a comeback to freelance after quite some time. Mm-hmm. Since um, May. And what I am, just very quickly, what um, the, the, the one match that, that caught my attention was Cole Cabana versus um um alfonso alfonso yes. gonzalez um i think that is going to be a fun fun match um i don't I'm, i don't think we've ever seen that before no it's it, it, i agree i think it's gonna be a fun fun match uh given the style of wrestling that Colcabana does and the over-the-top character that alfonso gonzalez yeah. is where he's not he's not He's not serious. He, he's, he, you know, and I mean that in a good way that he's not serious. Um, he believes his own hype. He's, he's his own best hype man. He's, you know, the Alfonso, the team he's Alfonso the only, Dojo. The only team he's member. the only member. Um, you know, he, he, he obviously he can go in the ring, but, you know, he still, he still makes some, some pretty bad uh, choices um blames everybody else for everything that happens to him so yeah uh it's a fun match it was definitely when presented to us uh presented to the team as an idea uh all all of us were on board because of what we think the match can be mm-hmm. uh it, essentially whoever wins whoever loses everybody still wins um yeah, uh, I definitely, I, I definitely agree with you. It it will be a fun, a fun match. All right, and uh, tickets at the door, or uh, all depends. Uh, tickets at the door if they don't sell out. Um, as of yesterday, they were seventy five percent gone. Okay. So, I'm not sure what that number is right now. Uh, but coming out of the weekend, they were seventy percent, seventy five percent gone. Uh. They, it's limited capacity, not because the building can't hold more, but if you're in certain, if they go over a certain number, you're not going to be able to see the ring. So if you haven't purchased, if you haven't purchased online, I highly suggest to purchase those online because there's no guarantees that they'll be there at the door the day of the show. And that is, uh, they can find tickets at freelancewrestling.com. No, uh, for Emporium, for the Emporium uh, show, it's cashdrop.biz slash Emporium Chicago. Cashdrop.biz, B-I-Z, slash Emporium Chicago. All one word, lowercase, no spaces. Look at that. Let me, let me, yeah, here we go. Found the link. Um, I'm going to see if I can get it up here on the screen momentarily. But while we do that, um, and we're almost hitting the one hour mark. So let's talk real quick about Freelance Underground, this thing of ours that took place the following weekend, Saturday, August 13th. And that took place at the distillery in Thornton, yes. Illinois. Um, yes, I don't know if I've talked. I, I know I talked to Thornton, Illinois. Yep. I talked to uh, Two Juice for sure. 
Um, I don't know if I've talked to you, <laughs> but I, I mean, I've been out there once. I haven't been able to make, you know, every show out there, but I really, really love the venue. It's, it's, it's so cool. Um, definitely. I mean, I know it's some somewhat far out from the usual freelance crowd, but this is how freelance on the grounds runs, right? They, yes. they, they pop up different areas next uh, place. You know, you guys will be showing up to will be Joliet. But if you're able to make it to the Thorn yes. uh, this, uh, Distillery, um, it's it's an awesome venue. I recommend it 100%. And the drinks are good. And the food. And the food's good there, too. I, I didn't st- have food, but it looked good. Yes. Um, definitely worth trying. Also, the drinks are good. The food's good. The atmosphere, the building, it's a cool-looking venue. But air conditioning during the summer, heat during the winter. <laughs> and there those two things are, uh, are massively important. So uh, for anyone that's been to our events in the past, uh, one of our venues did not have AC and barely had heat. So um, the, this venue, as well as uh joliet both have ac heat and plenty of space yeah, we're well talking as, Juliet, uh, drink drinks specials. are affordable but if we're talking drink thornton distillery drinks are really really good price here good price here but, but you're getting, everything's you know, made in house everything's exactly. made exactly you're getting that good whiskey um mm-hmm. so real quick running through the card and uh we'll make a few stops along the way we had sure. Axel Rico versus Ethan Price. Um, Axel Rico picks up the victory here. Ethan Price. Ethan Price. Okay. Yes. Um, is, I mean, I've seen Axel Rico before, but is it, is that his first time with Underground? Yes, that is his first time with Underground. Uh, sometime last year, I we put out a tweet to him because he was trying to get on the shows, and we said, "Hey, look." <laughs> get a hundred retweets or a hundred likes or something, some, some crazy number that um, based on his social media that he had to work for and Mm -hmm. he achieved it. uh, Thanks to a friend of his that uh, works for AEW helping him out. Uh, But nonetheless, he did it. So, you know, I was like, Hey, look, you know, are you available this day? He wasn't available. I was like, okay, well, we'll figure something out in the future. Asked him again, you available? Nope. Okay. And then finally, I was like, look, man, are you available on this day? And he said, yes. I was like, finally, okay, let's do this. And, you know, he, he earned the opportunity in, in a way. And, you know, we, we put him on the show. And uh, I had no complaints about him. Yeah, no, I think it was a, a, a good match. Uh, and, you know, again, new faces all the time. That's the cool thing when, when uh, with, with Underground. Like, there's there's a few people here and there um, where we get to see new talent. And, again, is that that approach of, like, let's give them a shot, see what they're about. Um, so then we we had uh, Unsigned and Don't Care. Is that right? Unsigned and Don't Care. Gary, Gary J. and Aaron Williams. Versus heroes of our time, Mason Conrad and Joey Marks. Yes. Now, underground originals. Right. I was going to say we're originals. talking about the the originals. These are two thousand eight. Right? 
2008 Underground Originals. And Mason Conrad, he got knocked out. Uh, that's what I saw too. Uh, the, <laughs> the referee called the match because he could not continue. Yep, he lights out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alfonso Gonzalez versus uh, Gunner Brave. Um, I do want to point out Trevor Aldlaw is in commentary here with Jimmy. Yes, D. he is. Yes, he is. Uh, um, once again, ask for an opportunity. Um, and you know, him and James Russo are, you know, butted heads quite a bit, but now they have, you know, a common issue with Matt Nix. So James Russo was like, you know what? Yeah. You want an opportunity on commentary to piss people off? Be my guest. I mean, he knows how to do that very well. Yeah, he, he really <laughs> does. Chip off the old block. Uh, pick and pop. Coda Hernandez and Darius Luttrell against Brothers of Construction, Yabo and Rufo with Frank the Clown, right? So a, a trio of clowns. <laughs> what were you going to say there? No, nothing. I, sorry, uh, I had an itch. I had an itch. Oh, <laughs> Be- um, beard, beards get dry and you get itchy. Yep, got to keep them oily and hydrated. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, colored, colored one color, not three or four. It shows some character, you know. It, it's all for the Thank character. You for, th- <laughs> thanks for saying it shows character, not age. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, here, uh, brothers of construction, um, coming in as the champs, but uh, pick and pop, deservedly so, I think, in my opinion, uh, come out as the champs in this one, um. I mean, can you look at uh, Brothers of Construction taxi match and Freelance Underground and say that you were not entertained? I don't think so. Um, I and agree. then Pick and Pop, they've just been putting in the work. I mean, the, the dynamic of Coda Hernandez and Darius Luttrell. Um, yep. Two opposite ends of the spectrum. But if you saw the video they made, uh, uh, you find out why they're a team. I mean, Darius Luttrell is the, the international basketball superstar. That trying to keep him out of trouble. Of, tired, mm-hmm. Just as far as character-wise, got tired of basketball and wanted to try wrestling. Coder Hernandez is the troublemaker, the thief. And now it's a matter of, okay, they, they, they both got, you know, character arrested. Became friends and Darius Luttrell tries to keep Coder Hernandez out of trouble. Yep. So, and, and you know, without spoiling anything, there'll be another layer added to all that soon that you'll see. Um, that'll be, it'll be a crossover thing. So, okay. you know, it, it's just, and yeah, they, you know, they deserved a title match for sure. Um, they had that feud with. Marche Rocket and Acid Jazz. They beat Marche Rocket and Acid Jazz in the Prison Rules match, the Prison Yard Rules match. And from that point, you know, what aside from having more tag matches and picking more, more wins, what more can you do? They deserve the, the title match. They got one in Joliet. It was a triple threat match. Um, you know, the clowns cheated. They tied up Darius Luttrell and took advantage of, I believe, Joey Marks and Mason Conrad. You know, 
Coda and Darius did not lose that match. So here you go. Okay, you want to be funny. Here's your title opportunity against them one-on-one. And they made the most of it, won the titles. Definitely deserve it. Now let's see what they can do. We Happened with the no, Bang Bros. Yeah. Balls on their court now. Yeah, the Bang Bros, they won the tag titles off of the Brothers of Construction, their first tag title win. Right. And now look. So let, let's see if, you know, lightning strikes twice with uh, pick and pop. All right. Uh, we have Joe Alonso on the card against JJ Garrett. Had these two gone up against each other before? First time. And it's a match that both of them have been wanting to have for a long time. But, you know, due to circumstances, that were totally in Joe Alonzo's control <laughs> and never materialized. Um, now, though, you know, I, I'm happy to be one of one of the few that are giving Joe Alonzo the opportunity uh, to show that he's not necessarily the person that he made himself out to be. And you know, I, I, I we get a lot of flack for it. Absolutely, because Joe did a very good job of making people believe that he was just this rotten piece of crap, and a majority of the world thinks that he doesn't deserve any opportunity, and he shouldn't be in the wrestling world at all. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't go out on the internet and you know tell him blue in the face and defend the kid. But what I can do is go look. I believe in you. Here's an opportunity. Don't screw it up. And so this is the second time that that Joe's uh, been back. He's been a model model citizen in the in the locker room. Hasn't caused any problems to my knowledge. That and believe me, I'm sure if he had a problem, thirty people would have been telling me about it already. Uh, he hasn't pissed anybody off. He hasn't said anything wrong. He's come in. He's done his job. He's been more than. Accommodating to us as far as his attitude and the the stigma or stench that he had on him, uh, he's really, really, really trying to prove that that's not who he really was, and that you know this is what he wants to do. And uh, here's where I also like I'll say um, if for those who have not heard. Um, Joel Anso and James, not together, separate episodes, but at the uh, Robert Eagles podcast, uh, Potting with Ego, uh, both episodes um, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, definitely, um, I was, I think I was on, on a drive to Milwaukee listening to to the episode uh, with, with you and, and kind of giving that history of underground, freelance underground. Um, all the crazy stuff that that just happens within the professional wrestling world and the indie level and and all the stuff that people deal with but gives you a, a pretty good insight and you know we we had rob on as well a couple of weeks ago and um again uh you know he him and, and joe lonzo obviously have a friendship there and there's an episode dedicated to that and joe lonzo sharing his story so again i think you're you're right on like some people might not like it but but all you can do as a promoter is like giving giving him an opportunity, and and it's on him if he if he takes it and how he takes it. And uh, you know, clearly we've seen him twice on the card back to back with freelance underground. So good for and him. Now on, 
October 22nd in Joliet, he's got a title shot. It's him and Calvin Tankman. Oh, my. Okay. I mean, there's no. I mean, there's no. Joe's very talented. Very talented. The only thing that ever got Joe in trouble was his mouth and his, his social media presence, mm-hmm. which <coughs> was bad from what he said. <coughs> Sorry about that. Which was bad based on what his detractors all said. But at the same time, his numbers were phenomenal. What he was doing was working, but it was working more in a negative light than a positive light to the character of Joe Alonzo. And the problem is Joe Alonzo is Joe Alonzo. He's not, you know, Joe the Terrible or some other kind of, you know, gimmick name. So you're always going to associate Joe Alonzo as the person, regardless if he's playing a character or not, because you're going, no, no, that's not the character. That's actually him. So here's his opportunity to show he's not that. I'm I'm more than happy to give him that opportunity. He's talented as hell. He can put it on a hell of a match, and he's got he he's got the platform now. So as long as as long as he continues doing what he's doing. It's a win-win situation for the company and for him. But him and Garrett and like had a, said, a really good match. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like you said, I mean, he, he's up for a title shot, right, coming up. So we'll see what he does then. Um, we'll keep an eye on that. And then uh, time for the main event, right? Um, we have Project Monix, accompanied by James Russo, to take on Chico Suave. Hashtag Viva La Chico. Really, still going with the Viva La Chico stuff, huh? It's 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 still going strong. Um, it was you forgot the six man tag, by the way. Oh, let me look at my notes. Six man tag, Storm. Mark Wheeler. That's right. Yeah, Mark Storm. Wheeler. Yes, Mark Wheeler, Jesse V, and Evan Greenaway. There's that guy again versus Storm yep. Grayson and the Bang Bros, and that was probably I'd say the match of the night. Okay. Um, the only thing about uh, Greenway that I was going to mention is like his outfit looks similar to Monix's outfit. <laughs> wow. But, you know, he, he came in, you know, and, and, and saved the day. So, can't 600 something mile, 600 something miles separate. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. You can't, you can't, you can't go, oh, you knew better. No, nah, he doesn't know. Uh, and he looks like a Power Ranger. Mine's not. <laughs> there we go. Um, so what so what made this uh the match of the night for you? Just the whole from from start to finish. Um it was extremely solid. It wasn't clunky. Um just everybody was hitting on all cylinders. Um Definitely crowd involvement with with such a limited crowd. Um, you know, Impact Wrestling was the same night. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we had booked the date prior to knowing that Impact was going to be around. Uh, on top of nice weather, uh, it was supposed to, I believe it was supposed to rain, and then it actually rain went further south from Chicago, and as far as south as we were, it went even more south into like indiana so you know it it 
you figure that's the last big weekend of the summer too. So that match really made it sound like there was a hell of a lot more people than there actually was. Do you think that 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 match uh, took a little bit out of the crowd going into the main event? Absolutely. Uh, definitely. But if you, my my opinion is always, if you deliver, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, you, there's a special, there's like a a, a special slot. For, your, for every match where it's not too little, not too much. It's just the right amount of stuff. And that's what that six man tag delivered. Just the right amount, just the right amount. Whereas the main event maybe went and did felt they needed to do too much versus just enough. Mm. If that's what you were referring to, um, I just felt like, um, like, yeah, may, may, maybe that, maybe you put it in a better way that I would, because um, I did notice, right? Like the, the the crowd seemed maybe a little bit more tired, even though this was the culmination. Like you expect them to be a little bit more hyped up, um, mm-hmm. but you do make a good point. Like at that point, like that match probably like wore out the crowd a little bit too much, which it was the right right enough, but also cut the main event been a little shorter, not as long not done too much stuff. I think you make a good point there. Um, but again, like, uh, this is where I kind of, you know, put over Chico's facial expressions. Like, that makes the match 10 times better. Um, you know, sure, he comes out strong. You know, Monix takes a beating. Um, but def- def- definitely everything comes back and, and gets Chico and... Um, the way he sells and and just you know all the components that go into that match, such as the the disco references with with the disco doll. Um, maybe now that we're talking about it, maybe that um, that table with the uh, mouse traps uh, necessarily wasn't such a great idea, but you know it, it was it was pretty risky there um, with all those things happening, but. Again, I think it was it was good, and it left me. It, it leaves people like wondering, right? What 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 happens? How did? Um, where does where does Chico go from here? Uh, he takes a beating. He wins, but you know, Monix is Monix, and that vicious side that, that that you were talking about comes out, right? And there's and, and, twenty other things know, that happen in between, you know, beginning and end there. But yeah, I, I mean, being banned from ringside. Um, yeah, two Jews with the right there call. There was no <laughs> thanks. I mean, from a from a story perspective, I didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Like this this story, yeah, I was the in the end, I was a proponent for for being the one to be like, get rid of this this child that keeps messing up everything for you. Like he's going to be nothing but a hindrance. But at the same time. You're you're going into no holds barred. Yeah, being there maybe would add another layer, mm-hmm. but they already were doing so much um, that there really was no need for anybody on the outside. I, I mean, it was it was chaos, and then you just add another person to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
you know, screw two juice for banning me, but from a story perspective, from a Camioni perspective, yeah, it, it you know, being there would have taken more away, I believe. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it, it, like you said, there's there was a lot going on. No, no real need for for you to be there, but also knowing that at any point you could show up and and, and do some stuff. Um, knowing that the stop, uh, the you know, what what is it? The everything pretty much was against Chico here. He he didn't really have a chance. So for him to come out um, as the winner here, I think shocked everyone. Um. But Can't what happens predictable all the time, right? Because when you when you make things predictable all the time, people get tired of watching. I mean, how many times have we complained about what we watch on TV and how? Yep. Oh God, it's it. Oh man, it's the four hundredth time the four hundredth time these two people have wrestled over the last two and a half weeks uh geez could we get something new oh it's the same seven people week in and week out so even in, in this situation with with chico pat wins pat wins just mm-hmm. continues his dominance in, in 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 freelance underground what happens to chico he's exactly what we said he was and but if it. chico yeah if chico wins you make Chico. It doesn't hurt us at all whatsoever. As as the heels and in, in the position that we are, it doesn't hurt us for Chico to win. Mox is going to kick Chico's ass if he loses. That that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to just be like, "Oh, well, I lost," and and leave. No, he's going to get the last word, and he did. He beat the shit out of Chico right afterwards. But Chico still looks like a somebody now. And, you know, here on a personal note, you know, yeah, 10 years. I've known Chico for 10 years. And Chico has been just treated like absolute crap for 10 years. Much to his own fault and his own stupidity. But for the last three of those 10, Chico has put in the work, proven that he could actually wrestle on top of the comedy that he does, mm-hmm. on top of the character that he is. Chico could actually wrestle. Chico deserves to be recognized. And if there was ever a time to do it, even on a smaller scale, it was at that point. And, uh, of course, I, the I unpredictability. <laughs> and the unpredictability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it gives you more material to work with, too, at the end of the Correct. day. It's another, it builds another baby phase. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and yeah. you know, also, like, you know, you talked about the last three years, last couple of months, like, he has gotten in really good shape. He put in um, the work. Yep. That wearing that uh homage uh to a disco uh gear, right? Uh looks really good on him. So good for him and good for him on taking this win and excited to see what's next um for him for him within the freelance underground. 
uh, Spectrum. I don't know what that means for freelance wrestling. Maybe maybe one of the scrambles. I don't know. Just saying. Um, but again, like this, you know, hats off to to the freelance brand here and having two weekends back to back um, with some swerves that we were not expecting, which makes this all the more fun. Yes, sir. And um, you did mention uh, a date for Freelance Underground going back to Joliet. Uh, that October is 22nd. The 22nd, October 22nd. And for Freelance, uh, we have uh, this upcoming Thursday, which is September 1st. And do we have another date? September 23rd at Logan Square Auditorium. And the details. 23rd. Details for that coming to you live Friday, or maybe maybe some announcements Thursday night if you are in attendance at a Emporium or if you are uh, tuning in live on IWTV.live. Awesome. So both of these shows will be uh, streamed via IWTV, correct? Absolutely. Awesome. All right, James. Well, that concludes our somewhat of a snack size episode. We did have to go through two shows and, you know, we talked about other stuff, but it was all in good conversation. Um, Sorry. This is where I put you on the spot. And um, do you have the social media handles for everything? Okay. Uh, Freelance Wrestling. You could uh, find out information from FreelanceWrestling.com. Freelance Rest at freelance rest on twitter freelance wrestling on instagram and freelance wrestling on facebook for freelance underground you have at freelance und rgd rgd i believe yep on twitter you have freelance underground and freelance underground on the insta and the facebook tickets you could get at fu-tickets.com and I think I actually just said absolutely everything. And there I didn't you go. You got it down. I tried. You know, so, such a such good promoter you are. Don't go that far. <laughs> All right. Well, as far as Two Heels in a Face goes, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Two Heels in a Face. Number Two Heels and the Face. Um, and you can check out our website at Two Heels in a Face.com. That is it for today. Make sure you hashtag Viva La Chico forever and always. Uh, James, thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, walking us through these two shows and the upcoming stuff that could potentially happen. Uh, hopefully see you soon. Yes, sir. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. You too. Thanks. <laughs>